We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday, it's December 28th, it's 2022 for a few more days. We have an eight-game NBA slate to talk about here on today's podcast. I'm joined by my buddy, Tim Buell, Tasteful Tides. What's happening, Tim? What's going on, Stevie? Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's the end of the year, it's the holiday season, it's going to be, you know, it's a, it's a great time for sports, right? I mean, it's a lot of fun so it's a fun time of year to to be playing some dfs and and doing some props i mean this is this is it we got all the good all the great sports going on right now so this is the first time since november was the fifth uh phoenix that i had opened up some nascar stuff and started to work on some nascar stuff for 2023 so yes sports um ton of stuff going on you know, we got NFL kind of wrapping up. We got NBA going. We have NHL going. And then my favorite, uh, motorsports right around the corner with uh, baseball right around the corner. So busy time of the year and um, definitely excited. I will say this is one of those slates where the NBA just, just hates DFS and hates betting. Um, when we have this many teams on back-to-backs, it's so hard to you know break down these types of slates the night before. We're going to give our general thoughts, first look podcast we, we normally do. Um, but, I mean, like, there was some big names. Like, Trey Young got banged up. He might not play on Wednesday. So, there's going to be a lot to pay attention to throughout the day. Um, this ankle thing with LeBron, are they going to sit him on the second end of a back-to-back in Miami? So, we'll see. A uh, lot, lot to discuss and talk about before we do. 
If you haven't checked out Sleeper Fantasy, head on over there, check them out. Promo code Grinders get a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred bucks. If you use the promo promo code Grinders, you'll get instantly entered into the Rotor Grinder Squad chat and be able to see what everyone's posting over there in the squad chat. I try to post, you know, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten types of picks every day. Um, NBA, I've definitely enjoyed the fantasy props. Um, so been doing that a lot this year, a lot. Um, it's been a lot more of my play than actual DFS. So yeah, except definitely check it sleeper out. Uh, love again, what they're doing over there. What's up, Richie Smalls. Hope you're having a fantastic Tuesday night. Let's talk some hoops. We get started here with Phoenix at Washington, two twenty and a half total. Phoenix is a one-point favorite. I think it, it's kind of funny that we have a line for this game. Both teams on a back-to-back. Both teams dealing with guys coming back and dealing with injuries and guys being out. Um, it is the back-to-back. I'm going to say this a lot on this podcast. <laughs> um, as, on, as far as the Phoenix side goes, I mean, I don't expect Cam Johnson to play. Cameron Payne did say that he hopes to join the team on the road trip. I don't know if that's going to be this game or not um shamit's dealing with the achilles injury and then devin booker the groin injury i don't think he'll play this game um we'll see if he's in or out but i don't expect devin booker to play let's start with the phoenix side what do you like here for the suns well they the the good news about playing the suns tomorrow a it's it's one of the first games on the slate so we'll, we'll have all the information but b uh, you know, they, they blew out the Grizzlies tonight. Uh, so none of their starters played more than 27 minutes. Uh, so I still, the first person that comes to mind is DeAndre Ayton at 7,400 on DraftKings. We want to stream bigs against Washington. So I think that this is a really good matchup. I expect him to be able to play his full complement of minutes. And I think that he's going to have a, you know, he's got 50, 50 uh, fantasy point upside. So he's the first person that comes to mind for Phoenix. Um, obviously, um, you know, you can play Chris Paul, but I think he might be a little bit expensive for this matchup. And, um, you know, Mikel Bridges, I always like that. He's not the highest usage guy, but he does play a ton of minutes. And then I'm sure a lot of people are going to hear about Dwayne Washington after his explosion that he had um, on Tuesday night. Uh, he put up something like 40 fantasy points at, at min price. Uh, we'll have to see about other value that comes up, but he is a possibility if Phoenix uh, is still kind of short on players. Yeah, just out of nowhere, he kind of um, was the leading charge of blowing out um memphis on tuesday night so he had 26 actual points on in 24 minutes um it's not like he had a a huge increase in minutes um he played 19 minutes against memphis the other night as well so yeah i mean i don't expect this to be a thing if he does start getting a ton of ownership and like a ton of people start talking about him i'll probably be underweight um i mean i was very very heavy on DeAndre Ayton's like point and rebound is like prop. And that was one of the ones that like killed a few of my props tonight, but I'm going right back to the well. He is just someone that is so good when Devin Booker's off the floor. So if Booker's out again, 
I love Aiton. You mentioned Biggs against Washington. We love it. And I think this is a great spot for DeAndre Aiton to have a big game. So like him a lot. I don't think I'm, you know, going to get to Chris Paul. Chris Paul doesn't see a huge increase. He actually sees a little bit of a decrease with Booker off the floor. And then on the Washington side, I want to see who plays. I mean, Porzingis is right. banged up. I mean, he's played back-to-backs this year, but, I mean, this guy just missed like four or five days, um, missed a couple, game or two. And I don't know if they play him on the second end of a back-to-back. You know, Bradley Beal has been someone that has been in and out of the lineup over the last month, month and a half. So are they going to play these guys on a back-to-back? Who knows? Um I mean, Beal just did play a back-to-back, so we could potentially see a a full-strength Washington team. If we get a full-strength Washington team, I'm probably going to be underweight on Washington. Porzingis is 9K. Kuzma's 8,400. Beal's 8K. Beal would be my favorite of the group. Um, But everyone's kind of priced like guys are still out. And with that, I just don't see how I'm going to get a ton of Washington exposure on the slate. Yeah, like you said, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see what's going on in terms of resting. Uh, Porzingis played 35 minutes, and Kuzma, Kuzma played, played 30. Like, yeah, Kuzma 30, played yeah, 38, 38 minutes for Kuzma in a really, really tight competitive game that they won against Philadelphia. So I expect that we at least see one or two of these key pieces rest. Um could be a night that we look for like a Denny Atvia or Rui Hachimara or Will Barton type value. Uh, Daniel Gafford, perhaps. We'll have to wait and see if we get other value pieces. But I expect that we're going to be, be possibly looking at a, uh, a couple of these guys resting tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, if everyone plays, not a ton of interest. If... I mean, if Porzingis gets ruled out, I have interest in Kuzma even at 8,400. If if Porzingis and Bradley Beal both get ruled out, I mean, that's when we just start looking at stuff. I mean, Gafford would become interesting in that scenario at 4,500. Um, I mean, there's a few people like Will Barton would become interesting if that like if that was the case. If Porzingis and Beal sits, it's just going to open up so much potential here on the Washington side. But if everyone plays, probably going to be underweight on Washington in this sleep orlando at detroit taking on the pistons 228 and a half total in this one orlando magic a two-point favorite orlando is on the second end of a back-to-back that kind of got ran out of the gym last night by the lakers on the detroit side bagley's already ruled out on the injury report and then cunningham and livers remain out as well we'll start here with orlando another team that has kind of been banged up and I mean, have has had guys in and out, but they are like really close to getting almost 100% healthy. I mean, Suggs and o- Okiki and Isaac, really the only big names outs. But I mean, Wendell Carter Jr. missed a ton of time there. And I mean, what are we going to be looking at him? You know, he was on a minutes restriction on Tuesday. Does that mean he sits Wednesday? If he's out, you know, what does it open up for Orlando against a very favorable matchup in Detroit? So what do you like here for Orlando? Yeah, if Carter sits, I would assume that we'd get some uh, more um, Mo Wagner, but he's kind of priced up. He's at 5,800 now, so he's not exactly a value. Um, obviously, the first guy to look to is uh, Bonchero, who really, really struggled against the Lakers, but I think I anticipate this to be a fantastic bounce-back spot for him. The other piece that I'm interested in, in is, uh, is Fultz. Um, you know, he's a guy that's finally starting to get healthy, 
Um, I anticipate, uh, I, I believe that he's been playing back to backs. So I, I anticipate that he'll be playing in this game. And I still think he has a ceiling at 5,900. And this is a really, really great matchup. Um, so it's not a game that I necessarily want to have like tons of pieces of, but I, I can see definitely getting one or two guys from the Magic. Yeah, I mean, for me on the Orlando side, I think, like you said, Banchero, bounce back spot, high up on the list. Um, I, I definitely don't mind the Fultz call at, you know, 5,900. I wish, like you said, Mo Wagner was a little bit cheaper. I don't mind um, Franz Wagner in this spot. If we start getting some guys rolled out, I think he is someone that could potentially benefit. I mean, you love you love targeting Detroit. Detroit is a team that, on any given slate, they're the second worst defensive team in the NBA. You like to you like to target them. Um, you know, as far as like pace, Orlando and Detroit are kind of middle of the road pace wise, but they're both bad defensive teams. So, and this game has a ton of potential bad defense turnovers and upside um, in a game that should potentially stay close, with Orlando being on the second end of a back to back. So, I want interest here. I just want to see who's in and who's out. Um, who sits, who doesn't sit type of thing. Uh, because I do have interest in the magic in this spot. And and then like on the Detroit side of things, I mean, Jaden Ivy is still under 6K. He's someone I think could really benefit from a matchup like against Orlando. I think he is someone you could take tournament shots on. I think Killian Hayes, those would be my two favorite guys. Um, Orlando plays big. So, I mean, Jalen Duran at 5,100 is definitely going to get minutes in this game especially with Bagley ruled out. So those would be the three targets for me. And one of the reasons that I like the magic is because I do have interest here in Detroit, especially with the Orlando magic on the back-to-back. What are your thoughts on the Pistons? And I, and I also think uh, Bogdanovich is super interesting at only 6,200 in a matchup that he should be playing relatively big minutes in. Um, and just running back, running back to Orlando real, real quick, don't forget about Cole Anthony. Um, if any of those, Orlando guys sit. I mean, he almost had a triple double the other night. He's only 5,100. So I just wanted to touch on him real quick. Um, but yeah, this game is super, super interesting and it's priced like not, nobody's really priced that high. So it's like very, very easy to, to, to fill in with it like a little mini game stack, like a 2 1 or 2 2, something like that. And you can do it very, very affordably. And that's even before we get any other value. So I can see. Yeah, getting to this this game pretty easily. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Cole Anthony, Fultz, if they both play, maybe they kind of cancel each other out. Um, I hope I one of them. I hope one of them sits because it'll. I be mean, like... they both have recently played back to backs. Cole yeah. Anthony was kind of like limited minutes wise. Um, yeah. So, I think he played twenty eight minutes, if I remember. 28 minutes or was it full no he played 26 minutes so i mean if everyone sits i mean if everyone plays on the magic it might just be like i'm gonna play banchero and i'll play the cheaper detroit guys type of type of thing um but i i have a hard time seeing window carter jr play um for what it's worth i mean with them already like limiting his minutes i think this is a perfect opportunity for him to sit which maybe even potentially helps banchero even more 
All right, the Lakers at Miami taking on the Heat. I mean, one book, one book has a total out. FanDuel has a book or total out for this game. It's 226. Miami's a six and a half point favorite. I don't think um, many books are going to have a total out for this game because, I mean, the Lakers on the second end of a back-to-back. LeBron is dealing with a little bit of that, like, ankle um, problem. I mean, he looked sharp against the Magic. Um, He just didn't have to do much because they were crushing them. And then, like, on the Miami side, Bam and Butler are questionable again. Dwayne Dedman is out. Haslam is questionable again. Vincent is questionable, and Yurt Seven's out. Uh, so we'll start here with the Lakers. I mean, Westbrook's coming off of a monster game. He had a triple-double. He went back to, like, old Westbrook ways. Um, he had a fantastic game. And my biggest thing I'm going to say is, like we were just talking about, the Orlando Magic is one of the worst defensive teams in the league. Miami Heat on the on the flip side, they're top 10 in defensive rating this season. They're a tough team on guards in general. I mean, I love to see what Westbrook did last night, but I don't think that's a repeat re- performance tonight unless unless LeBron sits, then I think you could potentially play some Westbrook. Yeah, and for what it's worth, I think this is going to be a, this is like a schedule boss for the Lakers, and I think that they're going to be resting at least LeBron in this game. Uh, so that then it becomes a question of do you want to play Westbrook against one of the best defensive teams in basketball at probably pretty high ownership? And for me, I'm going to have to wait and see what that ownership's going to be. Like if it's if Westbrook's going to be like out of control owned, then I'm not going to have very much interest because I think this is going to be uh, likely going to be a blowout. In fact, if I could get on that heat minus six line right now, I would do it because I think, I think the Lakers are going to start, are going to rest LeBron tomorrow. So I think that I'm going to be looking at some of this cheaper value, like a, like an Austin Reeves type player, Gabriel or some or people like that who I would be interested in. The only thing that could potentially make this game close is if Bam and Butler sit again. Mm. I think that's where this game could stay really competitive. I mean, they beat Minnesota the other night without them. Um, So that's the only thing, like, as far as, like, jumping on Miami minus six, that's the only thing that concerns me. LeBron plays, Butler and Bam sit. I would like – I think I'd like the Lakers plus six in that scenario. So – just saying, just saying from the betting aspect. Um, I, I mean, as far as the Lakers go, if everyone plays, I don't have a ton of interest. If LeBron six sits in this game, I have a ton of interest in Reeves and I have a ton of interest in Walker. Um, both of these guys, Reeves is 4,400. So he would get a huge bump if LeBron's off the floor. Um, on the Miami side, I mean, it all, it all comes down to really Bam and Butler. Like if they're in, I don't have a ton of interest. If Bam sits again, Orlando Robinson looked great the other night against Minnesota. Um, he played 27 minutes, had, I think he had like 30, 35 fantasy points, was one of the top value plays on the slate. I was shocked in single entry contests to see him at like 29% owned. I know he had a ton of value, but he was really low owned the other night. So I would definitely go back to him if, Bam sits, especially if Deadman's already rolled out. So, I mean, he'd get the same type of role that he had the other night, assuming that Haslam doesn't play. And even if Haslam plays, I don't see them running Haslam out for 30 minutes. If if LeBron plays, um, 
I have interest in Bam if he plays, just because I think that there's still a a, a bit of a ceiling uh, with eighty uh, with an eighty seven hundred dollar price tag. Like, I, and I think that Bam could just absolutely just destroy any kind of rim protection that the Lakers have to throw at him. So, but that's only that's only if LeBron plays because if LeBron doesn't play, this game's over, and I don't think you necessarily Bam would be a huge part necessarily of like a blowout. But if if LeBron does play, I have interest in Bam. Yeah, I mean, gosh, I just saw like, <laughs> sorry, not to get distracted, but um, man, Luca is really good. <laughs> i just saw like what he did to send it to overtime and um i don't know how they didn't call a foul first of all on that play um but that was that was crazy like youtube richie Derek, these guys in youtube are you guys watching this like what the heck that was that was insane um and and one 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 other thing is like kyle lowry is still super cheap so if if we get the same lineup that the Heat had last game and are resting, you know, Butler and Bam, then Lowry is like a really, really good floor play. And I think he has even a little bit of a ceiling at that price tag. But he's a very, very stable piece that you can put into your lineup. Um, Jovic started the other night. He got into some foul trouble. He might be someone you could potentially go back to the well on at 3,800 if he could stay out of foul trouble, maybe 25 minutes. Yep. Um, yep. Wow. All right, I Brooklyn. Wish they, I wish they. I wish they would start Robinson. Sorry. Steve. Me too. Yeah, no, I agree yeah. with you. I think he earned the start yeah. the other night. He played. He played yeah. fantastic. So I, yeah. I, I'm with you. I agree 100. I feel like they should start him, but I also feel like if he doesn't start, um, you know, someone, some Derek said in in YouTube chat, he's like, they people jumped off Robinson because he didn't start. So maybe, maybe it's better that he doesn't start and people don't play him again. Um, right. So. I just, you know, kind of noting um, really quick, like Jovic, like even with the fouls or whatever, he didn't even play. He checked out at the nine minute mark of the third quarter and didn't come back in the game. So I feel like Orlando Robinson definitely earned some playing time the other night and could be someone that like, even if he doesn't start, still gets um, at least 25 minutes in this game. I agree. And if the game does turn into any kind of blowout, like if LeBron does sit and the game does get ugly, that dude's not coming off the floor. Um, so. <laughs> That's true. Yep. Brooklyn at Atlanta. No total. There was a total up for this game earlier. It was like 238 and a half. Um, and the Nets were a five-point favorite. But a lot of books have pulled the total for this game. Um, it is a back-to-back for Atlanta. Trey Young is kind of banged up. He said that he does hope to play Wednesday. But it's a calf injury, so I mean, I think it was like he got hit in the calf, like a bruise or something. So he went to he went to the locker room twice. On yeah. Tuesday so night. so yeah. Yeah, I'd be shocked if he plays. Um, I mean, even though he like said that he's fine, um, a bruise could easily you could wake up the next day and be like, oh, that's not happening um joe harris is out for brooklyn that's really the only injury news for them we'll start here with brooklyn what do you like here for the nets the nets for me are always very easy to break down it's it's basically just durant and irving and then we're finally gonna maybe start seeing some some tj warren 
But, uh, you know, if he's going to be playing 27 minutes at 4,000, 4, you know, like I think he would be interesting depending on where else that we have value. But I don't really have that much interest in guys like Royce O'Neal or Nick Claxton. I guess there's a little bit of a ceiling with Ben Simmons, but I doubt that I'm going to be getting to any. So it's really just Durant, Irving, and then TJ Warren, depending on kind of what we project him for minutes and what other value we get. See, I like Ben Simmons a lot in this game. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. He is someone I think has triple-double upside in this game. A matchup against Atlanta. The minutes are back. Um, the production's back. Like, until he gets hurt again, you know, until... Till his fingernail hurts or something. I mean, I, I think you could. I, I, ben Simmons, I think, is a great play. You know, getting 34 minutes in a close game against Cleveland the other night is all I needed to see. Um, if they're going to play him like that in close games, and Trey Young does play in this game, stays close. I, I think he's someone at 6,200 that in a week from now, week and a half from now, we're going to be paying 75 to 8K for. Um, so I'm going to jump on the the price tag for Ben Simmons. And it's fantastic because you can play him at power forward. You don't have to use him in your center spot. Um, Outside of that, I mean, yeah, TJ Warren, Joe Harris being out. I think the minutes are there again for TJ Warren. So I, I'm, I talked about him the other day. I'm going right back to the well on TJ Warren. I don't think I'm playing Kyrie. I don't think I'm playing Durant. I mean, they're just too expensive with everyone healthy. I mean, 50 points from Durant on this slate doesn't kill you. So if he goes for like 65, then you're going to be like, ah, should have played some some KD. Um, on the Atlanta side, I mean, if Trey Young sits, DeJounte Murray's 8,500. Uh, he would be someone you're you're playing a lot. Um, I also would bump up Bogdanovich if Trey Young doesn't play. I don't know if like, I mean, it sounds like Capella's not going to play, so maybe you could go back to Okongwu. What are your thoughts on the Hawks? Okongwu was... Not super chalky on Tuesday, but he was about 15%, and he just fouled. Like, he was in foul trouble the entire game, and he busted. Him and, and Collins both were in foul trouble. Collins just did he, more. Right. Collins exploded, though. So I anticipate that we might see inflated ownership on Collins and deflated ownership on Athangu. So I feel like this is a really, really good spot to go back to Athangu. Um it's just going to depend on ownership, and I feel like that's going to not—it's not going to get it out of hand tomorrow because he he burned enough people. 
Um, that being said, I don't mind John Collins. He's still way too cheap at 5,300. And if he obviously, plays. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, but if he, if he plays 5,300 is, 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 uh, is way too cheap. Um, but you're right. Deontay Murray will be the absolute chalk and I see no reason to get away from him at only 8,500. Like he's, he'll, he'll smash that race tag. The only, the only thing you could play some game theory would be if he is going to be like super chalky, you could, I mean, I could easily see Brooklyn running Atlanta out of the gym with no Trey Young. Um, so yeah. that's like one way you could potentially look at like being underweight on him. I don't think you're fading him. If you're playing three lineups, I'm not fading him, even if I want to be underweight because in like a three entry max team, playing one of three DeJounte Murray tomorrow, if Trey Young is out, is still going to be underweight enough. Um, so I don't think I don't think I'm fading him, but I could see being underweight on him if you want to play the oh this game's going to get out of hand. But I mean, if he was 9,500, it'd be a, little, a lot easier to fade him with Trey Young out. But 8,500, Brooklyn's been better defensively. But yeah, this is a game where if Trey Young sits, um, ton of Dejounte. If Trey Young plays, it would really just be like John Collins for me. And if John Collins sits, um, a Kongwu would just be someone I'm way overweight on against Brooklyn. Yeah, definitely get overweight him if he's not going to be popular tomorrow because well, he's going to project well, but I don't think ownership's going to follow that. All right, cruising along. We got the Bucks at the Bulls. This game is currently at 231.5. The Bucks are a 4.5-point favorite. On the Milwaukee side, Drew Holiday is probable with the hamstring contusion. And then Middleton remains out with the, the knee injury. Um, I guess it's just like general soreness. On the Chicago side, Ball is out. Uh, Caruso is questionable. Javante Green is questionable. Derek Jones Jr. is doubtful. Starting with the Bucks, I mean, Giannis has the 70-plus point ceiling. It's just we haven't seen it a ton this year. Like, he's just okay not shooting 30 times a night. Um, so... With Drew Probable, I don't hate it, but I don't I don't necessarily love Giannis in this spot. Uh, what are your thoughts here on the Bucks? I would be shocked if I get a lot of this this game and definitely of this side of this game. Um, other than just having little bits of pieces of Giannis where I can, but I I don't see a world where this is gonna be a game that I target, uh, unless we get some massive news about like holiday or something like that. Um, obviously, you know, we love the narratives and, you know, Bobby Portis going to Chicago is always fun. Uh, but I mean, that's just purely narrative. That doesn't, that isn't, that isn't backed by any kind of numbers or anything like that. I don't anticipate this game is going to project very well from a media perspective. Um, like guys like Brooke Lopez are way too expensive. Um, I think if I have to pick one buck to play, it would be holiday at 8,200. Yeah, I mean, I don't see myself playing Giannis. I don't hate the Drew Holiday call. Bobby Portis at 6,400. His minutes are just kind of all over the place. Even in close games, his minutes are all over the place. And that's just, to me, that's super concerning. Um, I mean, Brooke Lopez, if he was a little bit cheaper. Brooke Lopez is like 55 here. I think you could take some shots on him. I think he goes for like 35-ish to 38 fantasy points. Like if I had to project him in this spot. Um might be enough, but it's tough on an eight-game slate. 
they're going to need his size definitely in this one. So on the Chicago side, I mean, DeRozan is now 8,900 um, coming off of a really good game against Houston the other night. Started really slow in that game and then really picked it up um, later on in that one. What are your thoughts here on the Bulls? Yeah, I don't, I don't mind DeRozan. I've referred to get to Zach Levine. Um, my, my, my favorite bull is probably Vucevic at seventy seven hundred. This he should be able to handle Brooke Lopez pretty easily. Uh, he's too offensively polished for Lopez, so I think that he would be my favorite bull straight up. Uh, Patrick Williams is always kind of like an interesting uh, floor play. Uh, who actually had a pretty good ceiling game his last time out against Houston. So uh, I watched a lot of that game. He looked absolutely unbelievable. But this is going to be a completely different game. You know, I do not chase that Patrick Williams. Like, he's not going to go for that many fantasy points every night. But he does have a good floor at 4,600. These cheap pieces, like, I I love that Andre Drummond's 3,300, but I I just don't see myself ever, like, rostering him. You know, even though he's going to be a good points per dollar play, um, I have no interest in Dusanmu or or White, and I'm not sure of the status of Caruso. But if he plays, then I certainly don't have any interest in any of these cheap guards. Um, on the Chicago, yeah, just they're so tough when like DeRozan, Levine, and Vooch are all healthy. It's just it's a really tough team to play. You know, you mentioned Patrick Williams. He's a fair value play, I feel like, any night. I don't know how much I like him against the Bucs, um, but he's going to play 30, 35 minutes. Um, I will note, like, if Caruso sits, you know, AU is someone that's been playing really solid minutes. Um, Kobe White is someone that could potentially play minutes. They really just seem to play the hot hand out of those two. So large field tournament-wise, you could – Take a shot on either one of those guys. Um, if Caruso's out, I don't think I'd play them together. So no, I'd, I'd max one of those. Max one of those three. Yeah, for sure. I mean, use your use your groups in lineup HQ and set yeah. that to like zero one. Um, I yeah. wouldn't. I wouldn't play those guys together. All right, Minnesota at. <laughs> excuse me, Minnesota at New Orleans. 232 and a half total here. Pelicans a seven point favorite. Um, Minnesota side. Kyle Anderson is questionable. Prince is out. Carl Anthony Towns and McLaughlin remain out as well. On the New Orleans side, Brandon Ingram is out. Herb Jones is questionable. Um, Little is out. But Trey Murphy and Zion are both um, probable with the um, illness. Um, so expected those guys back. What do you like here for Minnesota? Not a lot. I, uh, my favorite is Rudy Gobert um, at 7,300. I think this is a pretty good spot for him. He is another one of these guys that was pretty popular the last time he played, and he did not fare very well. And I think that this is a decent matchup for him. Anthony Edwards has really impressed me this year. Um, his price is getting up there, though. It's now 9,500. So he really has to be efficient, and I doubt I just doubt that I'll be able to get there. So, and I doubt that this is this is not really that good of a spot for him. So, as it sits right now, I would say Gobert and then maybe Russell, but not nothing really sticks out from for uh, points for dollar play right now. Yeah, I mean, 
on the Minnesota side, like I'm with you on Gobert. I think that 7,300 is something that like, if he goes for 45 plus, we're looking at a really solid game. And I think that that's in like the possibilities of like happening. Um, so I Edwards has that like ceiling to go 60 plus in any matchup. It's so, I mean, it's so hard to like click that name. New Orleans is a, a solid defensive team. They're not the worst. They're not the best. Um, they're like, they've like been in that like six to like 10 range all year defensively as far as rating goes. So, um, uh, they played pretty fast, which is nice because Minnesota plays fast as well. So, I mean, you're going to get a ton of scoring in this game. It's just, uh, the price tag on Edwards is tough, but I mean, he is capable of 60 plus on a, on an eight game slate. I think he's in the player pool, but my favorite plays go bear. Um, if Anderson sits again, I think McDaniels is okay. I think you're just going to find better value plays on this slate. And uh, Austin Rivers, he trolled us the other night again. Uh, it happens. It happens. Um, the New Orleans side with with Zion and these guys coming back, um, I think CJ McCollum is, is too expensive now at 9,100 with Zion on the floor. Um, Zion at 10-1, he could crush in this spot. I just don't think I'd pay 10-1 for him on most slates. I worry about Valanchunas. He, he's been great with Zion out, but I worry about his him going back to the supporting type of role. Um, even like Najee Marshall, he's been great, but I don't think you could pay 5200 for him with Zion back here. So, I mean, this just might be a game where, gosh, it's a great game, but it – it struggles. It, it's so it's priced too high uh, for Zion to be back, and Joe and Joe Val uh, with Zion back going up against Gobert is, and, and of course some people who are chasing like you know game log watchers or whatever might go back to him, so he might he might carry like a teeny bit of ownership, and in that case, like I just want no part of him. I do not see Valanciunas succeeding in this matchup. Same thing with McCollum. I agree with you that, you know, this is like a decent pace up spot for the Pelicans, but they're just priced too high. And I don't see, I don't see getting to any of these plays. The Mavericks won. Luca's line, 60-21-10. Wow. Those lines Crazy. are just insane like i took his over point prop tonight and um that hit a long time ago that, that hit a long <laughs> time ago it happened so early like yeah crazy anyway moving on we got utah going into golden state to face the warriors on the utah side kelly and Linick is upgraded to questionable with the ankle sprain so we'll see um golden state's on the second end of a back-to-back we don't have a total out for this game um I mean, the biggest thing is, like, we know that Andrew Wiggins is, like, cleared to play, but he was already ruled out for Tuesday and Wednesday with illness. Um, So, we know he's not going to play. I don't think Clay has played a back-to-back yet this season. So, I don't expect him to play in this game. Um, Draymond... He played a back-to-back right before Christmas, um, but he's been dealing with this, like, foot injury. Does he play? Let's start with Utah first. What do you like here for the Jazz? 
I think this is going to be a really, really good late night hammer spot for some value, uh, or at least some mid range guys. I, I don't anticipate Clay or Draymond playing in this game. Um, so I think that opens up this whole game as like a much better, like more competitive, better for, for each offense with Clay and Draymond off the court. So guys like, I think even like Walker Kessler could be interesting. Uh, Lori Marketing, especially if Draymond's out, I think as definitely is a good play. Jordan Clarkson, Mike, Mike Conley at 4,900. Like, I'm not a huge Mike Conley guy, but his price is getting to be so low and the minutes are still there. So, you know, he, he easily has 40 fantasy points within, and, it, and I think his floor is pretty solid. So, um, and, you know, keep in mind just the way that this slate kind of sets up, there's, you know, 7 o'clock game, 7.38, and then you have to wait two hours for this Utah, Golden State, and then Denver and Sacramento. So I think it's going to be very, very important for everybody to build in some 2v2s, 3v3s in their lineup. Like, I think that's just going to be, like, like you something that you're just going to have to do tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I like marketing a lot. This guy has been fantastic um, a lot of times this year. So really like marketing. Clarkson, I think the ceiling just hasn't been there. I mean, he's been very consistent um it's really just taking some shots on like these cheaper guys and like mike conley's 4900 he's not gonna like do what he did the other night and get a couple steals and you know show up big and score 17 points but i mean a 10 5 5 line is very doable if he can add a couple other steals or anything like that um you know at 4900 he might be in play but I mean, Sexton's minutes are creeping, and I think that tournament-wise, Sexton is interesting. Um, if you think his minutes are going to – he gets four extra minutes in this game. Um, it could be big at 4,600. So on the Golden State side, I mean, Tim, I, they're Clay's doing exactly what I thought he was going to do tonight for what it's worth against Charlotte. He's lighting them up. Um, I think he had four threes in the first half. And had like 20 actual points. I have his point prop. I need him to have a, a just keep going in the third quarter. That'd be fantastic. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think Clay plays. So I have a ton of interest in DiVincenzo, even at 6,400. I, I was just going to say his name yeah. first. That's that's the guy I want. Yeah. I mean, people are going to, people are going to talk about Jordan Poole, and I, I get it. Um, Jordan Poole is 8,600. He's expensive. And, I mean, if we if we take Clay and we take Curry and we take Wiggins off the floor, court IQ is going to point us to Jordan Poole. But the flip side is like, even with thirty six percent usage with those three guys off the floor, he's still only averaging one fantasy point per minute. At eighty six hundred, he needs more than that. So I just I haven't been playing him. I definitely could see playing him in this game if Clay sits and Curry and, and, and Wiggins are out. It's still tough. I just like the value that DiVincenzo has. And I like DiVincenzo a lot um, if Clay sits. But what are your yeah. thoughts here on Golden State? I love DiVincenzo. Um, if Draymond sits, I think this is a really good spot for Kaminga. Yep. Uh, even at 5K, like 
Utah is so bad on the interior. And I know I'm, I'm not saying Kaminga is some kind of like all-star player or anything, but he should have the uh, ability to pay off this price tag pretty easily. So um, do not shy away from guys like Kaminga, Dante. Um, I think that, you know, depending on what, what kind of like what we see for value, but like you know, even like James Wiseman or Moses Moody, guys like that, could end up being real um, important pieces of this slate. And like I said, you might not know until after those eight o'clock games lock. So you're going to, you really should have some three V threes and two V twos built into your lineups. Luca first player ever, ever to have a 60, 20, 10 game. Um, And they were down nine, nine points with 33 seconds left in the game. What a great! I'm so sad that we're recording. Like most nights, I'm not whatever, but like I'm gonna go back and watch that. What an insane! What an insane game um, from Luca. But uh, what did you mention, Ty Jerome? I'm sorry, I was. I didn't. I mentioned Moses Moody and like Wiseman, yeah. but I didn't. I didn't mention Jerome. But yeah, it's guys like that yeah. could end up being pivotal pieces this late. If if Clay sits, I think Ty is in play um i've tried the moses moody um i've tried that a few times and it and yeah it's been it, yeah yeah it's all i got um i <laughs> i'm gonna take the ty jerome um like road this time I'm, there's a there's a fork in the road i'm gonna take the the right turn and play um ty jerome and hopefully it's the right call since it's on the right road so Denver, Sacramento. Hey, this game is super familiar. Oh, wait. It's the same game that's playing on Tuesday night. That is 51 to 60 in the third quarter. Yes, it's the same game. I mean, there's no total out. It's the same game. Um, there's no injury report out. It's the same game. Um, yeah, crazy, right? Um, no, Richie, that is not the most fantasy points scored by a player ever um, on DraftKings. Um, I mean, this one's tough. Sabonis didn't play on Tuesday. It was it's a it's that thumb injury. Aaron Gold Aaron Gordon got ruled out Tuesday with his shoulder. Michael Porter Jr. had a insane first half of the game. Gosh, I mean, the blueprint is right in front of us. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, Jokic struggling a little bit might be a good spot to go back to the well on him. Jamal Murray at 7,200, someone that I really like here. Um, I mean, they're going to play their guys, their minutes. Um, It will be interesting to see if Aaron Gordon comes back and Michael Porter Jr. sits um, in this game, how that kind of potentially shakes things up. But, I mean, that's really the only thing that I could see that, like, gets the potential, like, shakeup here is MPJ sits and Aaron Gordon plays. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. is out. For a while, they said he was limited on Christmas Day and he played 35 minutes. So, I mean, whatever. Whatever limited is to Denver is definitely limited different than everybody else in the NBA. And I think, uh, yeah, Bruce Bruce Brown left the game with an injury. So that's, you know, some minutes that have to go somewhere also. So we're going to have to see kind of where we're at with Aaron Gordon, MPJ, Bruce Brown. What I've noticed with Jamal Murray is that he seems to be going like I I feel like underowned, and I think that he'll 
continued to go a little bit like not unowned, but just under owned relative to his ceiling. Like he's he could pretty easily pay off seventy two hundred uh, price tag. So I think he's somebody that I'm gonna be leaving as part of those three v threes and two v twos that I'm gonna build in. Um, I think he's. I think this is just a great spot, and I think that price tag is is way too low. Regard, you know, it doesn't matter how he does tonight. I think you know that's a really good spot for him. And of course, Jokic, who's laying a pretty big egg on Tuesday night against this very same team, but you can't—he's not going to stay dormant for long. Like he, you eleven seven. I think he should always be over over twelve thousand. So I think eleven seven is is more than reasonable to pay for him. All right, not to get sidetracked again, but I'm going to get sidetracked again. Um, YouTube chat, we're talking about who has the most points ever, and it actually is Luca, um, has the most now DraftKings points. I thought Harden in 2018, I thought his line, um, what he, he had like a 60 10 4 or like 60 10 11 4 something type of game. Um, but Luca's performance tonight is actually the most ever DraftKings point since DraftKings been around. Um, how, many Jordan, put, how, how many did Luca put up for DK points? 110. 110.8. <laughs> um, so yeah, the most ever like Kobe's Kobe's um, Kobe's game what was it? What year was it? Was it 2006? Would have scored um, it would have scored 101 and he scored 81 actual points that night. So, but Michael Jordan had a game in 1990 that would have transitioned into the most ever if if DraftKings was around in 1990. It was a 69-18-6-4-1 game with only two turnovers. Um, so, but Luca's game most DraftKings points ever since DraftKings been around. I said no initially because I thought the Harden game in 2016 was more, but I was wrong. Um, I'm never afraid to admit when I'm wrong. But yeah, most ever DraftKings points since DraftKings been around. So. What a wild, wild, wild game. Um, <laughs> DraftKings. Luca beat my NFL lineup by himself. That's, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> that's basically the same uh, with me on Sunday on DK anyway. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Um, yeah. As far as Denver, it really is going to come down to does Michael Porter Jr. play? Does Aaron Gordon play? Either way, I like Jamal Murray at 72. I like Jokic in a bounce-back spot, assuming that he doesn't score 60 fantasy points um, in the second half of this game. Sacramento, um, I don't know. It really does – it really matters, like, Sabonis. I talked about on the podcast yesterday, if Sabonis was out, take some shots on Herter. He had a really good first half. Um, Alex Lynn ended up starting. He played 14 minutes in the first half, did not do or 14 minutes since the first half. Hasn't done a lot. Holmes has played minutes as well. Um, Trey Lyles didn't play a ton of minutes. I kind of expected him to play more minutes. Um, what are your thoughts here when it comes to the Sacramento side of this game? Yeah, like you said, it really just comes down to Sabonis. Um, I, I'm not sure if he plays. I, uh, I'm worried that Len is going to be popping again in projections. I wouldn't play him just like I didn't play him tonight. I don't think it's a real good spot for him. He's going to get run right off the court. Um, I am hoping that I'm hoping that Sabonis plays. So we don't even have to worry about that. Really. Um, I think um, Harrison Barnes, who's having a great game. um, He remains a little bit, I think, 
too too cheap, you know, uh, very very can very very easily uh, pay off that price tag of fifty four hundred. Um, but you know, I don't think there's any like one play that's really like sticking out to me. It really depends on Sabonis for me. It, I mean, yeah. this game in general is going to all depend on who's in, who's out type of thing. Um, yeah. I mean, that's at the end of the day, it's going to come down to that. Um, yeah. I mean, who's in, who's out. Like if nothing changes, we get the same game. I mean, you take some tournament shots on guys that maybe had a first bad half, like, you know, Jokic had a bad first half. That won't, that doesn't typically going to happen again. Um, I mean, the Kings don't have anybody that's going to stop Jokic. So the fact that he had a first bad half and he didn't and might not have like a really like big game, you could easily go back to the well on him. Um, and it's not like he didn't, it's not like he had a, a bad half. He just, he had, I think four shot attempts or something in the first half. So I, you don't expect Michael Porter Jr. to put up 17 shots again um, early in the game. So. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we will get out of here. We'll use um, DraftKings pricing and scoring. Favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Who do you got today? Favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Um, I'm going to go. Man, where do you go? I'm going to go. Kaminga. Yeah, um, I'm gonna. Is that allowed? Go... Is that allowed? He's right on 5K. Yeah, no, 5K is good. Um, I am gonna go Golden State as well. I'm gonna go Ty Jerome. I really don't think Clay plays, and I think Ty Jerome gets 22 to 26 minutes with no Clay, and I think that against Utah, he has some upside in this spot. So, um, over 8K to go under 5X. Who is your bust today? Chris Paul. I don't hate that. I really don't. Um, he doesn't see an increase with Booker off the floor. So I like that call. Um, I'm going to go CJ McCollum. New Orleans getting a lot of guys back here. I think it's just really going to be Ingram um, out still. He's 9,100. 9,100 with Zion back. I mean, he could put up 30 actual points and still not hit um, 5X here. So I'm going to go CJ McCollum. Who's your favorite 6X play today? Um, I'm going to go with a Kongu. All right. Um, I'm going back to the well. I like this guy a lot yesterday, and it did not work out. But I'm going to go DeAndre Ayton. Um, I really like this spot for him, and I think this is an excellent bounce back spot. So uh, let's get weird GPP play of the day. The day. Um, eight point eight game slate. Who do you think could potentially be under ten percent and be a huge difference maker today? Uh, I'm gonna go with Highsmith for the Heat. All right, I like it. Um, I I'm gonna go Killian Hayes. I don't think he'll be highly owned. I think he'll kind of get lost in the shuffle today. Really like this Detroit side of this game. Hopefully he goes overlooked. And I think this is a guy that has been playing a little bit better here recently and gets a fantastic matchup against the Magic. Um, we just saw Westbrook destroy this team 
last night. And I, not saying that Hayes is Westbrook, but I'm saying he's 5,600 going up against the same defense. Um, I, also, I also really like Mike Conley a lot. I, yeah. I bet he doesn't get a lot of ownership. Uh, any bets or anything standing out to you here night before? I'm sticking with that call that I made on the Heat minus six, if you can get it. I mean, it's a fantastic um, – it's six and a half now on FanDuel. Um, yeah, it's only – I think – that's the thing. I think that line only goes up. It's seven now. I just refreshed. It's seven. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's out on Bet Rivers and a couple other places too, and everywhere has it minus seven Miami. So, um, I mean, that all that tells me is they think LeBron's going to sit. So – All right, that's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow, Thursday, NFL Week 17 podcast. Um, We'll be back with basketball on Friday. Always appreciate everyone hanging out in the YouTube chat. Um, If you haven't checked out Sleeper, use that promo code GRINDERS. We will see you again on, on Wednesday.